0: Psalm chapter 8, we look at today, and I'm calling this our songbook. Our songbook. You know, whether you're 10, or whether you're 100, if you are saved, you love to sing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. That's a great song. Beethoven couldn't write anything better, better than that. So we love to sing. In fact, some senior adults used to have an old Broadman hymnal. The 1940 Broadman hymnal. I've seen a few of those around here. I've got one of my office. It's kind of a dark green color. And I think the one I got, a baby, was teething on because there's little gum marks on it. <laughs> but we love to sing about our faith. Uh, Brother Steve Phillips and myself one time were in a staff meeting and we were talking about Wanda Jackson. Y'all remember Wanda Jackson? Old country and western singer? She uh, got saved and began speaking at revival meetings. I went to a revival where she was singing and she sang a little song called Just A little yodel for Jesus. Steve and I sang that in front of about three or four people. No one applauded. No one said amen. But three hound dogs in the parking lot began to howl. Woo! Now I I cranked up that thing yesterday. I listened to it on YouTube. You can listen to it. But uh, it's kind of a, of a yodel, a country and western thing colliding with a gospel hymn. Perhaps though, the first hymn book you ever saw was the book of Psalms. Now I'm, I've got hymn books in my office. Now let, let me just tell you this. I'm glad that we put the words of the songs up on the screen. Because when you get older, you can't read those words anyway in the hymn book. So I'm, I'm glad for that. But I'm also glad that we have a treasure of hymns called the book of Psalms. One hundred and fifty of them. And so today we look at Psalm chapter 8. And let me just read this wonderful psalm to you today. Psalm chapter 8, beginning in verse 1, reading through verse 9. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Your name in all the earth, who have displayed Your splendor above the heavens. From the mouth of infants and nursing babes, You have established strength, because of Your adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. When I consider Your heavens... "...the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. What is man that you take thought of him, and the son of man that you care for him? Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty. You make him to rule over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet." all sheep and oxen, and also the beasts of the field, the birds of the heavens, and the fish of the sea, whatever passes through the paths of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Your name in all the earth. Wow, what a wonderful psalm that is. I was thinking about last Sunday. You know, last Sunday we did Psalm chapter 3. In Psalm chapter 3, the choir went out and sang that wonderful psalm. You know, this psalm also has a wonderful... um, really kind of a little chorus that goes with it. O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Your name in all the earth. You know, it kind of goes a little fast. People start to sing it. You start to get on praising ground. But when you and I look at this psalm, we are reminded That these prayers are set to music. I remember uh, back a few years ago, uh, Bishop uh, Charles Jackson was here. We had one of those nights when the choirs from Brookland and our church got together and they sang, and boy, God was just in the place. I mean, people were standing, they were shouting, they were praising. It was a wonderful night. And I remember that Dr. E. Estep said, Bishop, come on up and have a prayer. And all he did was just quote this song. He got up there and he said, Oh, Lord our Lord, how majestic is Your name. He just went through this song. And I thought, God, what a neat prayer, what a neat song this really is. Let me give you a little background again to the book of Psalms. Uh, These collections span maybe a thousand years. the book of Psalms, that word psalms means praises. They are praises to our God. In the Greek Septuagint, the word psalms means melodies. Melodies. And so whether it is praises or melodies, they really both kind of go together. Psalm chapter 8 is a psalm of David. It is David writing probably as a very, very young man. David maybe wrote this psalm as a shepherd boy. And he's laying down maybe on his back. He's looking up at the stars. And he's contemplating the greatness of our God. I want to tell you one of the newer songs that I love to sing is how great is our God. Man, when we sing that, oh, it's just wonderful. How great is our God. Now, today as we look at this psalm, we also find some references to creation. I believe that in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That is my world view that God created in the beginning, but not only that. Man, listen to me. God sustains this world. Now, what holds this world together is the power and the authority of God. One day, God's going to be taken out of this world. One day, the Holy Spirit's going to go with His people at the coming of the Lord. And when that happens, this world will fly apart. It literally will. I was uh, watching the news and they were talking about the killer asteroid that barely missed our planet. Have you heard about that? Man, you missed it. it. Happened this week, all right? Last Thursday, killer asteroid coming towards the planet, three times the size of the Empire State Building. They said it passed within 45,000 miles of Earth. They said that was a close call. (coughs) 45,000 miles of earth. Let me tell you what happened. The hand of God just steered that thing away. One day, the world may fly apart, but it will do so on God's timetable. Our God is three things. He is perfect. Holy is the Lord. He is powerful. Not He doesn't just have power, He's got all power. And our God's also personal. We can have a personal relationship with Him. Augustine one time said this, You have made us for Yourself, and our souls are restless until they find rest in You. I believe that is a very true statement. What does David believe? What does the David this shepherd boy believe that we ought to do when we are confronted with a holy God, with a great God? Well, I've given you an outline today. Four different things, alright? Number one, we are to praise the Lord for His glory. For His glory. Ah oh, man, listen, God is glorious. You know, when we're around God, we're in the presence of glory. Have you ever been around someone and they just wore you out? Have you ever been around someone and they just wore you down? Now listen, I, I've got my white collar on today, alright? You can confess, okay? Have you ever walked down the hallway of the church and you saw someone and you turned around and went the other way? Now come on now. now sometimes we do that, alright? I went to the doctor last Wednesday and my doctor had a bad day. I want to tell you, when you got Wendell Esep at 10.30 and Richard Humphreys at 2 o'clock, that's a bad day. (laughs) He had both of us in the very same day. You ought to be in therapy, (laughs) alright? But I want to tell you something, when you are in the presence of the God of the universe, His glory shows all around. God shows out in His glory. Now, Psalm chapter 8, verse 1 begins with God. It begins in the right place. Why is the Lord glorious to His children? Well, He is glorious because... He is my Lord. He is my Lord. Verse number 1, look at it. O Lord, our Lord. He is my Lord. Now, if you have a New American Standard Bible, uh, look at this. Verse number 1 where it says, O Lord, every single letter is capitalized. And then it says, Our Lord and those layers are not capitalized, just the first. And here's the reason why. Oh, Yahweh or Jehovah are Adonai. And what that means is that when it says, Oh, Lord, that's the covenant name of God Yahweh, Jehovah. It's his covenant name. It means that you and I have a covenant relationship with God. And we have an agreement with Him. That covenant today is through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But then it also says, our Lord, and that word is Adonai, it means the boss of your life. I want to tell you, if you have a relationship with the Lord through Jesus, He's the boss of your life. We have a covenant relationship, and then we have an ongoing relationship that He rules your life. Well, He's also glorious because He is majestic. Verse number 1, How majestic is Your name in all the earth. Majesty, majestic. Uh, That word majestic means all-inclusive. He's majestic in everything He does. God needs no garment like we do to make us look better. God's just glorious. You know, Moses wanted to see God face to face. God said, you can't take it. Moses said, I want to see you. And so you might remember the story in Exodus that God hid Moses in the cleft of the rock. And the backside of God passed by. And just seeing the backside of God Turn the hair of Moses white. Some of y'all have seen God, it looks like today. Some of you got too much of Him and the hair even came loose, didn't it? Man, listen to me. You cannot stand in the presence of a holy God unless you are covered in the holiness of Christ. He is majestic. Now notice in verse number 2, it says from the mouth of infants and nursing babes you have established strength because of your adversaries to make the enemy and the revengeful cease. The Bible says they're out of the mouth of babes. You know, uh, an infant, a baby, doesn't have the vocabulary of praise. About all that a baby can say is goo goo gaga." ga I always think it's funny when really educated men with PhDs and all these degrees go and talk to a baby. <laughs> they don't talk to a baby like they're talking to a classroom of students. They, they get down there and they act like a baby in front of the baby. But you know what? God can take even the noise of a baby and bring praise to His name. In fact, he can sometimes do that easier than he can through a college professor. He can do that sometimes better than he can through a trained preacher. Through the mouth of infants and babes, God establishes strength. By the way, <clears throat> reminds us that it's through the weak and the nobodies that God establishes His strength. Uh, Danny Aiken one time said this, in fact, it is the weak who silence the wicked, the tiny who shut the mouths of God's enemy, one in a manger who would put to flight the avenger and the, and the revengeful. Well, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 27 says this, But God has chosen the foolish things of the world to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to shame the things which are strong. Nobody's. Man, think think about these people in the New Testament. There's a woman who gives two small coins. And Jesus looks at her and says, this woman gave more than everybody else. Because she gave from the heart out of her need, not just out of her abundance. What about the woman who wanted to see Jesus and she just reaches out and touches His garment? The issue of blood is drawn up. What about Zacchaeus up a tree? What about the wild gathering demoniac? What about a Mary Magdalene? What about the one who broke the alabaster vial and poured it over Jesus? On and on through the New Testament. It is the nobodies, the nobodies who have made a difference. So praise the Lord for His glory. We all need to give witness to this great God. Alright, number two. We also need to praise the Lord for His grandeur. His grandeur. That's verses 3 and 4. David once again moves and looks at the heavens. Uh, Look at verse number 3. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained. And there in verse number 3, he's talking about the big things of creation, he's talking about the big planets. Uh, The Message Bible in verse 3 says, I look up at your macro skies, dark and enormous, your handmade sky, jewelry, moon, and stars mounted in their settings. I like that. Eugene Peterson says, it's like a ring, and God has planets and God has stars, kind of like settings in a ring. And David says, when I look at that, when I consider the moon and the stars, I think about your grandeur. You know, we kind of get amazed at at the plants. I remember one time going to Hawaii and and, uh, went up to Mauna Kea, up there, great, great mount. And I remember being up there and they set up a telescope. And I looked through that telescope and I saw Saturn like I could just reach out and grab it. I saw the rings around Saturn and I thought to myself, God, how in the world can that planet be there? How in the world, God, does it stay there? And I'm reminded again, it's by the very power of God. Well, also we see that God cares for little things. Look at verse number 4. What is man that you take thought of him? And the son of man that you care for him? You know what man is? One little speck of dust compared to the universe. You think about this. We are just one little speck of dust compared to the universe. But you know, God never sent His Son to die for a planet, did He? God sent His Son to die for this one little speck of dust that we are. He cares for the little things. James chapter 4, verse 14 says, we are just a vapor. Just a vapor. I was talking to Wes this morning, and I said, Wes, how are you feeling? Wes said, I feel great. And then he was talking about later on, he's got a funeral, and so um, uh, Rachel's grandmother, grandmother, right? Yeah, passed away, so I need to pray for him this afternoon, but Wes said, later on, I'm just going to crash. You know, these bodies, if we know anything about them, they're frail and they're fragile and they're just temporary. It's just the suit that we wear. It's just a tent. One day we fold up and put away. James is right. It's just a vapor here today and gone tomorrow. But God cares for that little speck that we are. Well, let's move on, all right? Look at the third thing there on your outline. Number three. We need to praise the Lord for his goodness. For his goodness. Verses 5 through 8, you find the goodness of God there for you and I. You know, it's one thing to look at a great God, but to know that God is good to His people. I, I remember someone saying one time, the Lord is good, and of course the congregation responded, all the time. All the time, God is good. And sometimes we don't understand what God is doing, but God is always good and faithful. It always amazes me how that someone can go into a hospital And a doctor can cut them open and remove something, sew them back up, and they get healed. Listen, doctors get the money, but God does the work really, right? He's the great physician. He brings the healing. I'm glad for those doctors that that recognize that. Good Christian men. Well, we find here we are crowned with honor. Verse number 5. It says in verse 5, Yet you have made him a little lower than God, and you crown him with glory and majesty. The Bible says that man is made a little lower than God. A little lower than Elohim. I I read that and I scratch my head and say, God, really? Man, we're a lot lower than You are. But here's what it means. It means that when God made you Now listen to me, this will be good for you. When God made you, He made you in His image. We are made in the image of God. And so when God sees us, He sees the potential that we have. God loves His Son so much that He wants to recreate the life of His Son in you and I. We are crowned with honor because we're a little lower than God. Dr. John Piper Dr. John Piper writes this You cannot worship and glorify the majesty of God while treating His supreme creation with contempt. Whatever color or whatever age that creation might be. That's the danger that we have in our world today. If man is created in the image of God that child that's being created inside the womb is in the image of God, right? That senior adult who lives at Laurel Crest or that senior adult that lives in a nursing home, they also are in the image of God. I want to tell you, in the world that we live in today, this is preaching, but I know I'm right on this. We have lost the respect for life. On both ends. On both ends. At birth and at death. And somehow we've got to get back to what it says right here in verse number 5. We are made in the image of God. A little lower than God, but God has crowned us with glory and with majesty. Alright, also we are commissioned as rulers. That's verses 6-8. through Let's look at that again. Verse number 6. You make Him to rule over the works of your hands. You put all things under His feet. When I read verse number 6, I, I'm reminded of Adam when he was there in the Garden of Eden God had all those animals pass by. God said, name them. Well, that looks like a porcupine there. <laughs> oh, there's a slug there. There's something that smells real bad. We'll call it a skunk, alright? There's something I'm going to call a baboon, alright? Can you imagine? God says you can rule over the creation. I remember going on a mission trip to Kenya one time. And and, uh, at the end of the week after the mission trip was done, went to Nairobi and... We ate at a real nice restaurant called The Carnivore. They had on the menu all kinds of animals you could eat. There was ostrich. There was water buffalo. There was giraffe. All these different animals. I picked out all these different kinds of meat. Some were kind of tough. Some looked a little too rare. Somebody said, how in the world could you eat that? And I said, well, you know, the Bible says we can rule over all these things. did give me indigestion, though. Gave me more than that, but I'm not going to share all that with you today, alright? Someone said, thank you. Praise God, alright? Danny Aiken again writes that paradise lost will be paradise regained because of a man, a man of God's own choosing, even Jesus our Lord. We lost paradise when sin came into the world. But one day, paradise will be regained, won't it? God is so good to His creation. We need to praise Him for that. Um, notice in verse number 8, the birds of the heavens and the fish of the sea whatever passes through the paths of the seas. Alright, let me move on and hit the last thing, All right, I'm going to get in the water here in a second and do a little baptism, so I've got to rush today. Verse verse number 9, we're going to close with this. We need to praise the Lord for His greatness. Verse 9 says again, O Lord, our Lord, how majestic is Your name in all the earth. You may say, I heard that before. Yeah, you did in verse number 1. But it bears repetition. Our covenant God, our Yahweh, O Yahweh, Jehovah, the covenant God, the God that we know personally. Then He is, oh, He is our Lord, our boss, Adonai. How majestic is your name in all the earth. Charles H. Spurgeon. Charles Spurgeon has a great quote about God. Charles Spurgeon writes this, Descend to the lowest depths of the ocean, where the water sleeps undisturbed, and the sand is motionless in unbroken quiet. The glory of the Lord is there, revealing its excellence in the silent place of the sea. Borrow the wings of the morning and fly to the farthest parts of the sea. God is there. Fly to the highest heaven, and God is praised in everlasting song. Dive to the deepest hell, and God is justified in terrible vengeance. Everywhere and in every place, God dwells. There is nowhere that you can escape the presence of God. He's just everywhere. He's just everywhere. Well, I'm going to close by giving you one last quote. Uh, J. I. Packer again says this about this psalm. He said in the 20th century and 21st century, he said the problem with the world is that we are making man bigger and bigger and bigger. And we're making God smaller and smaller and smaller. And the reverse ought to be true. Let's pray together. Father, thank You for Your Word today. Lord, what a blessing, God, to look at this psalm. God, we pray that we would make You bigger in our lives. And God, the psalm is true that because You're our covenant God, You're the boss of our life. Lord, I pray today that we would just stand in awe of who You are. Praise You, God, for Your greatness. And Lord, remind us every day that we are Your creation. And God, you're the creator. Bless today, now, Lord, as we go and worship you because of your greatness. In the wonderful name of Jesus, amen. Y'all have a great day. All right, thank you. Thank you, Bill.